South Carolina. It's the King of Queen of, aka Favorite Hardy, aka Stevie, aka Number Genius, aka RD, aka H2, HKL8, aka DBB. Shout out to my brother. He likes to call me Big Brother D. Follow him on Zod- at Zodiac Feet on IG. But anyway, man. King Keno podcast, Memorial Day weekend, coronavirus be damned, COVID-19, blah, 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 blah. Um, today, I have something very, very special. I'm sitting here on the beach, watching the waves crashing, you know, letting the wind blow through my, well, not through my hair, because I'm bald-headed, really. As the wind blows across my bald head and through my beard, um, I just wanted to tell y'all to really, really enjoy life, live life to its fullest. Um, don't get caught up into everyday norm- normalcy or the routine. Or, you know, life is meant to be lived and not just survive, you know. We're here to thrive, not just survive. But, you know, I, I'm not here to blow V8 and, you know, get on no soapbox or not. I want y'all to really um, harness the power of manifestation, the power of affirmation. Um, I was probably to a tweet the other day, and it, it went crazy because some of the responses were funny in terms of... Uh, it was just funny. I don't even want to. It was a trip. In terms of uh, sexual energy and transmutations, and I'm going to cover that down the road. But without further ado, I want y'all to put your hands together for Miss Jazzy. Um, Jasmine, she is a YouTuber, a beauty influencer. Um, she has a lot of interesting things to say and share. And um, I really think you guys will really, really enjoy it. So without further ado, man, I'm going to um, turn the floor over to Jasmine. I hope y'all enjoy it. Hello, hello. Jazz, what's happening? I am here. How are you doing today? I'm better than I deserve. How are you? I'm well. I can't complain. Well, you could, but I mean, you know. What would the purpose be, right? Right, right. (laughs) So I don't know why, but I was thinking you was here in the A-Town. So where where are you located? What city are you in? Everybody thinks I'm everywhere, but I am literally everywhere. Right now, I'm actually in KC, but I'm always in L.A. I'm always in New York. I'm always in Chicago. Sometimes uh, I do come to Atlanta, but not okay. so much. 
But yeah, I, I, if I could choose, I would prefer to stay away from the A. <laughs> ah, is, is there any particular reason why? Yes, there is a particular reason why. Because you never know who on the down low, honey. Okay, you oh, never know. <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah, that's... You never know. And why even put myself in that situation, you know? Yeah, that's that's a very because uh, you be you be knowing people that be down low and they don't even look like they be down low. Mm, yeah, that's that's a bad one. That's a <laughs> that's a really bad one. It's um, a valid point. Yeah, I can't I can't even argue with that one. Mm-hmm. I can't, hey, don't even get. I'm not gonna even get on that tangent. Please, I, don't, <laughs> I won't even. Don't even get me started. Don't get me started. Um, I want to say first and foremost, I truly, truly appreciate you coming on the King of Kino podcast. Well, um, thank you for having me. I'm so excited to be here and to chat it up with you today. Um, so initially, my goal or my focus for the podcast was strictly, I was like, oh, yeah, I'm going to do a podcast. And I'm just going to tell the KOKLC King Kino Lottery Club members just about the lottery numbers, right? Mm-hmm. And then what made me change or pivot, um, so to speak, is when the whole coronavirus thing got started or whatever. Okay. I said, you know what? I need to, you know, equip my people with some other ways to, okay, yeah, you can win some money, but you need a little bit more than just bread. Okay, what you going to do with your bread? You know, you need to be healthy. You need to look good. It's all-encompassing, yeah. Mm -hmm. And I don't even know how I came across you on Twitter because I really just recently started getting active on Twitter. Mm -hmm. I don't even know how, but possibly because you know I follow a lot of people. You know, I don't discriminate because honestly, that's another opportunity for my channel to be in front of someone's you know screen. So I follow a lot of people on the daily. And when people don't follow Mm -hmm. me back, you know, I don't take it personal. I just keep it moving because I understand that the Internet is so large that there's so many people on this Internet. And we're just in the United States, you know, and that's where looking at your demographics and understanding that also plays a part into it as well. But, you know, I follow a lot of people. I don't discriminate and I try to grow my fan base, not only in the States, but, you know, in the UK and Africa as well, just as much as I do the States. So like I'm talking to you, someone might want me on their show in London and you know, my team, we don't discriminate. Someone might want me to come and talk, you know, to their audience in Africa, to their young women who might be having, whether it be their hair care or just wanting someone, a motivational speaker. Cause you know, I do that as well. Okay. Mm-hmm. Okay. Okay. Well, my first question would be how old, um, where you when you started doing makeup? Mm, so I was, I guess you could say, twenty. Okay. Okay. Yeah, I guess you could say twenty. I dabbled in makeup a little, but it wasn't nothing too serious. You know, I never had any run into you know any problems with makeup in high school. Um, I really wore makeup for the first time on my birthday, like my last year in college. 
okay, when's your birthday for my keynote players, my, my lottery pads? When, when's your birthday? My birthday is March 12th. Pisces in the house, you know. March 12th, yes, 312. Honey. That number comes quite often. Yes. That number comes quite often. 312. Okay. Pisces in mm-hmm. the building. I got you. Mm-hmm. And what, what college were you? Oh, University. Graham. I went to Grambling State University. Grambling. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah, um, boots. Yes, boot. mm-hmm. my mother is from uh, Shreveport. Okay, Louisiana. okay, yes, mm-hmm. not far at all. Mm-hmm. Okay, so you wore makeup for the first time on your birthday. Mm-hmm. So, what was your inspiration? Like, what made you want to wear makeup <laughs> for the first time? My track team threw a little birthday party for me, and it was so crazy because before I went to college, you know. I just ran track my whole life and no one really celebrated my birthday and I never made a big deal out of it. I'm really, you know, laid back, chill. I don't really throw much fuss at all. And so when I first met some friends in school and college, you know, they wanted to throw me a party and I, you know, accepted it. And then the next year they wanted to throw me a surprise party. And then when my track team the following year wanted to throw me a party, I just said, you know what? This is just, this is just too perfect, okay? I'm gonna do something special. Let me do something different I've never done before because I never had anyone celebrate my life with me three years in a row, what? (laughs) That was crazy to me. So I remember putting on makeup that night. I remember my boyfriend at the time coming to get me and just everyone thinking that I look totally different with makeup on. I'm like, what? This is crazy. And looking back on it now, I didn't even wear as much makeup as I do today. So I still Mm. look so much like myself. (laughs) Yes. Um, speaking of track, when you ran track, what events did you run? Oh, I'm a hurdler, hurdler, baby, hurdles, hurdles. Wow. But I was a sprinter as well as a jumper too. But hurdles, you couldn't touch me in hurdles. What? Yes. Mm-hmm. Now, how many times did, do you even have a count of how many times you fall and jumping over the hurdles? Once. That's it. Once. That's it. Mm-hmm. Wow. Mm-hmm. And wow. I remember how I felt too. And it was so crazy because I was at practice and I wasn't expecting to fall. Like I had been hurdling all my life. When I say all my life, mm. I mean, since I was eight. So, okay. you know, I had that muscle memory and we were really just focused on getting even lower down to the hurdle. Cause that's, you know, the main goal. And so okay. one day in practice, I was working on just too much. It was just too much in the same run. You know, I was working on my start. I was working on uh, cutting down my steps. And then I was working on trying to keep my head down. And by the time I looked up, the hurdle was there. Mm. <laughs> yep. Mm-hmm. So after that, I knew we had to work on everything separately for me to really master and to get, you know, those things down. Because all the way up into college, I never ran out of blocks. So okay. imagine that shit. <laughs> Excuse my language, but, you know, that's that's hard. So mm. it was a lot. And that's the only time I fell. Mm. And you you fell, but you did what? Um, you got to you didn't stay down there, right? You got up. right? Yeah, well, I played volleyball as well, too. So at this point in my life, this was my senior year in high school. My coaches were trying to get me ready to eventually learn how to get into the blocks in college because that was one thing I wanted to improve in my track career moving forward. So I knew at the gate when I got to Graham, that was going to be something I wanted to work on. So for me, it wasn't something that was new to me because I was a middle hitter when I played volleyball. So we would have to dive really low. You know, and sometimes I would roll over when, you know, the ball was really low to the ground, you know, so it was one of those type of things I was 
really easy to play it off. It was very smooth. My coaches told me mm. it didn't even look like I fell that hard. God. But yeah, I did fall and I scraped my knee and everything, but it wasn't nothing, you know, where I was bleeding or nothing like that because I was right back okay. down at the line, not even two minutes later, trying to do it again. Mm-hmm. That kind of, with you saying that right there really just gave me like a metaphor in mm-hmm. life. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? Like, there's constantly going to be mm-hmm. obstacles. That we face yep. with. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And sometimes and you're going to feel like you're going to become overcome by them, you know, but you just have to continue to get back up and keep trying like you really do. Tell me about it. <laughs> I know tell about, about it. About it. <laughs> um, so I have someone asked the question. They wanted to know. Do you model? No, and it's so crazy. I appreciate some people asking me that, and I get compliments on it all the time, but I am not tall enough to model. And, you know, mm. I just, I'm very old school fashioned. You know, I did model when I was younger, all the way up until I was about seven, eight. And that's when, after I stopped modeling, my parents put me straight into sports. I had no off time, okay. nothing like that. And I was modeling for JCPenney's, Sears, Dollar General. I had, I was in the covers, I was in spreads, I was in catalogs, things like that. I was busy. And um, the older I got, you know, with me being into sports and not really having any more type of growth with my legs, you know, I was 5'5". Five, five, mm. So it was like, okay. that's just not going to work. The only type of career I had in modeling moving forward would be catalogs or prints, you know, and you don't really make as much money in prints as you do in like runway modeling. So it was like, OK, do we benefit on running track because I was always fast. Do we benefit on that or do okay. we try to like jeopardize taking pictures and making money on that in the fashion world? So we kind of had to, you know, play our cards out right. Okay. Got it. Um, so speaking of that, tell me how did you grow or how did what made you start your YouTube channel and how old is your YouTube channel? Everyone asked me this. This is the most popular question. Um, I started my channel in 2016, okay. and my channel will be four years coming up on July 29th. That's another number for you guys, 729. Mm-hmm. It'll be four years old and 729, July 29th. Mm-hmm. Okay. And what motivated me to do my YouTube channel was my mom, and I guess you can kind of, everything that you're asking me goes and coincides with each other, and it's almost like a puzzle to the bigger picture. My mother was a photographer, still is. She's a well-known photographer. She gets a lot of big jobs, a lot of big gigs, and, you know, just growing up with her, watching her, you know, really watching her start from what people would call crumbs and out the mud, to where she is now right. that really inspired okay. me and you know showed mm. me because I'm the baby and my sisters are way older than me and they're closer so my sisters would be teenagers and I would be a little girl and my mom wouldn't have anyone to take photos or as a model so she would use me and that's how I became more quote-unquote photogenic even though I had already been modeling you know what I mean so I knew what I was doing in front of the camera and it just turned out mm. that my mom happened to have a really good skill and that's who to this day she's my mentor and she is more than a mentor because she does teach me when I have problems I just don't go to her and say oh my camera's broke could you fix it I say hey I don't understand what's going on could you show me because I want to learn and you know I want to grow because I do see her skills and I want to one day be in her position one day I do want to take um 
photographs for animals and have like, you know, the little catalogs okay. and stuff like that. But in order to do things like that, you have to have a, a certain type of level in your, your skill. And so I didn't go to Graham to do, you know, communications or photography. I went for accounting. So my mom okay. is my teacher. Mm-hmm. That's beautiful. Mm-hmm. That is beautiful. I know she's very mm-hmm. proud of you. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yes. She, she definitely is. Um, okay. Uh, another question someone wanted to ask was, do brands pay you to write good reviews on your YouTube Of course. Channel? Of course. Everyone wants to know that as well. You know, and I think people have a strong stigma around the transparency with influencers and just the general audience. And I feel like the trust factor has to be strong. And that's why, you know, I try my hardest to be a new type of influencer, a new type of role model, because difficult questions like this, we have to talk about them and we have to have transparency. So brands do reach out okay. and they do want to offer a certain dollar amount for a positive review. Mm. You get where I'm going with this? Wow. And um, my okay. channel specifically, and I try to encourage this, and this is why I'm very transparent about a lot of things, is we have to stand up for what you believe in. It doesn't matter if someone's going to pay you a, a dollar amount for a negative review. You have to look at how that's going to trickle down in that effect. Not only are you going to lose your audience trust, but then you're going to be promoting a product that you didn't even test out yourself. So you don't know if it's safe. You don't know how it's going to affect your body. You don't know what it's going to do. And you're given a false review, making people spend their hard earned money that you don't know what that could be taken off of their child's plate. You know what I mean? So it's, it's a it's a trickle mm-hmm. down effect. And I feel like we do have to speak on it. So any brand that you see me on my channel recommend review anything like that is something that I truly believe in because there has been products and there has been deals where my team and my management company has sent me brand deals and we have agreed to do them and the price was right and I just wasn't feeling the product and the quality just wasn't up to par and I did not feel comfortable accepting their money I did not feel comfortable putting that type of content on my channel because at the end of the day I like to stand for positivity and things mm, that right. I truly stand by like I'm not gonna recommend something that I don't think is good that's a waste of time I'm only gonna bring you guys things that I think is worthy of being recommended and reviewed if that makes any type of sense you get where I'm going Mm -hmm. right right okay okay (laughs) I I can uh, dig that I can can so we need more influencers Um, like that you know it's not always about the dollar amount or the money sign because when you turn down those people who are you know, you know, two times over and you'll be able to identify when you are being blessed over because people will offer you something way larger or um, a bigger deal than you could have ever expected, you know, or imagine right. like, oh, this came out of nowhere. Right. Right. Mm, OK. Um, that, that's it. Have, I got a, another question. So being a beauty influencer, what is two things that you would like to change as far as that industry is concerned or even that term i know that term kind of sometimes now has a negative connotation in some respects mm-hmm. yeah um so what you know what are your thoughts on that well i think the first part i already answered i think it's about the changing the of the term mm-hmm. yeah the term influencer and showing people you know that these are the things that happen behind the scene because again there's so many questions that people 
have and so many assumptions that people make. And I'm very big on reminding people, please never assume because you make an ass out of yourself when you do assume. Because when you open up your mouth and ask, you will get an answer. You know what I mean? Now, okay. whether it's the answer that you want to hear or not, you can't be mad about it. So that would be the first thing. I think influencers do need to change the way they hold on to their title as a job because this is something it's almost like you're changing the society in a way it's a, it's more than a dollar sign to me or at least to me personally that's how my team and that, that's how we move over here it's more than just what how much money I can make or the notoriety it's more or less I want to be the role model that some little girl whose sisters are older than her that there's a large age gap uh, age gap and age demographic and you know she doesn't want to spend all her time with her mother mm -hmm. she still has someone that she can turn to that she can spend her time watching investing in and I know that she's not and going to be led down the wrong path I know she's not going to be in bad hands almost like an internet babysitter okay. but with good content you mm -hmm. know what I mean okay. with good information so every video on my channel is going to deliver valuable information now whether it be on skincare beauty hygiene health books, anything I decide to put up on my channel, it's always going to be something you can take away from that video. And I feel like that is what makes me different. And that's what I want to see more of in this beauty industry, especially when you call yourself an influencer. So that's the first one. The second one, I would say the second change I want to see in this beauty industry would be the, the compassion people lack. You see, you don't have to like everybody. You know what I mean? And mm -hmm. you are you're, you, you're OK. That's OK. You don't have to like everybody, but you don't have to be rude. You don't mm -hmm. have to be nasty. And I like to call it nasty. You don't have to be nice, nasty. If you feel like you have to say something just to say something, don't say it to me. You know what I mean? If you feel like you have to come on my channel and start drama or start stuff, just don't come. Just just don't watch, you know, like I promise that one view is not going to hurt me. Mm. So I want the beauty community. I want to see more compassion. You know, you don't have to support everybody, but it's not going to kill you if you see somebody on a timeline supporting they or promoting their YouTube channel to like it. You know, you don't even have to retweet it. Right. It don't hurt. <laughs> Got you. So I noticed also um, another component. Um from Twitter, are you vegan or? Yes, yes, I am vegan. vegan. Mm -hmm. And you've been vegan for how long? Um, to be honest, I've been vegan for about three years now. Okay. But when people want to like get into the de the details, the nitty gritty of it, I transitioned for about a year and a half, and then I went from um eating not so good things to eating not so good vegan things to now eating good whole foods so mm. even though I've been vegan for three years I've had some adjustments that I've had to do on this journey to you know sustain a healthy lifestyle and not lose my mind <laughs> right right <laughs> so yeah and I think that's the best way to go I, I try to encourage people all the time on things like that like hey if you want to go vegan just don't feel intimidated because one thing I grew up on, my parents used to tell me this all the time, me and my sisters, the best way to eat an elephant is piece by piece at a time. So, you know, if you want to do something, whether it's a big accomplishment or a small achievement, a small goal, just try to put those steps out that you know you have to take in order to reach that accomplishment. And by the time you look up, you'll be there. Right, right. 
And so here, here I am now, you know, I never could have imagined, you know, me eating just raw fruits and vegetables and, you know, or just fruits and vegetables in general. I couldn't even imagine that. And now <laughs> you can't get enough of it. Now, no, I could get enough of it. But now it's like, even if I were to consider to eat back or eat different the way that I used to eat, have a barbecue sandwich or anything like that, chicken, agarro, anything like that. I just, it just doesn't sit right with my stomach. I can't bear it for too long. Fish, I can't stand the stench, like mm, neck bones. I just be like, y'all don't smell that. I know y'all smell that. <laughs> like that smells like a dead animal. And it's so crazy because <laughs> that's literally what it is. That's literally <laughs> what it is. <laughs> like we used to go camping. My parents, they did a good job of raising me and my siblings. We used to go camping on the weekends and we used to see like dead animals out in the, in the forest and in the woods and stuff. And I remember that stench like you know you could smell what animals smell like when they're three right. days after they then died and stuff like that and that's exactly what it smells like to me so I don't judge people as I don't want people judging me for what I choose to eat so you know I don't go around people and say oh y'all eating that fish right. Ugh, y'all eating them neck bones y'all eating them pork chops I don't do that because I don't want people to come over to me and be like that's all you eating is vegetables right like, Yes, that's all I'm eating. <laughs> so, yeah, but I would definitely encourage people to try to transition. And the transition for me worked out perfectly because I started transitioning my last year of college. And um, I wound up eating a lot of Starbucks because Starbucks, they have a, a small menu, but it doesn't include a lot of meat on it. So it's okay. still very tasty, which is so surprising. I know what people are thinking, Starbucks, Starbucks. But I used to eat their uh, mozzarella, spinach, and um, tomato sandwich like oh, every yeah. other day. Yeah, It yeah. was good. Yes, it would right. be so good. And so on the other days when I would alternate, I would eat a loaded uh, mashed potato. So it still didn't have any meat, no bacon on it, but it did have cheese and sour cream on it. But I did this for a whole semester, an mm. entire semester. So I was gaining some weight from the starch, but I okay. wasn't eating any meats or anything like that. And what also encouraged me to go ahead and transition because now, let me tell you, you must know about the boot, honey, about that Louisiana, that exactly. 318, they got that good food. You feel me? Yes. <laughs> okay. Yes. <laughs> so I was eating good. I was eating red beans and rice. I was eating fried chicken. I was eating them biscuits. I was eating Zaxby's canes. I was eating good. Okay. And the cafeteria at Graham was just so bad. It was really bad that I just couldn't continue to eat there, okay? So that's when I decided to make the conscious decision. Okay, I have been talking about going vegan. I found this lump in my breast. Let me just go ahead and try to show some type of effort that I'm, I'm, I want to be here. I'm willing to change my diet if that means not eating any type of animal products. So okay. for me, going vegan was the best thing to do. I believe now if I were to have children, I would most definitely raise them on a vegan lifestyle. No questions asked, you know, mm. all the way up until they want to choose and not so much in a like authoritative way, you know, because some people, when you say stuff like that, they automatically think like you're going to be a horrible parent or you're going to be like, oh, your kid's life is just going to be so horrible. And the biggest misconception when I tell people this is, oh, so what are your kids going to eat for their birthday party? They just want to have cake and ice cream. Do you not know that you can make right. cake without 
eggs and milk. The slaves did it. I mean, come on now. And so I find myself looking at a lot of old school cookbooks and I just find that the food, the quality of the food is so much better. And I'm like, I didn't even need no eggs for this. I didn't need no milk, no butter. Like, it's just mind blowing to me. I could talk about veganism all day. (laughs) (laughs) I see. I see. That's, um, that is wonderful. That is wonderful. Um, where do you see, you know, you going with your YouTube channel? Because how many subscribers do you have currently? Or I does am... it fluctuate? Or no, no. Go? Thank God. Amen for that. Hallelujah. I know some people don't have, you know, the luxury of saying that. But my channel is continuously growing. I do okay. lose subscribers on a day-to-day basis. But it's not enough for me to see, uh, you know, to see it. So I might be gaining 100 subscribers a day at this point where I'm at now. And I might lose like 13 to 12 every day. Okay. So it's, it okay. don't even make it, you know, I don't even notice the ones who do decide to leave. But for the most part, you know, my channel grows at a consistent rate. I'm so grateful. I remember when I first started my channel, I didn't even have one subscriber and it was epic. It was so horrible. I just felt like <laughs> nobody was ever going to subscribe to little old me. <laughs> and that just really inspired me to keep going. And then I remember I hit 50 and then I remember I hit 100 and then 1,000, 10,000, 20,000. I'm like, oh, gee, I'm at 65K. Like, what? So mm. I see myself becoming a household name. So my team and okay. I, we don't really put a number on it because the goal, if you would say, would be a million subscribers, but we want to surpass that. So the okay. goal for us is to become a household name because whether it be hair care, whether it be beauty, whether it be um, uh, self-confidence, whether it be um, lifestyle, any of those things, I want people to be able to bring my name up and feel comfortable enough to talk about me in front of their grandparents, their mother, the daughter, you know, and their grandchild and not have to worry about cursing, swearing or any anything that's not going to be family friendly or family orientated because that's the goal. The goal is to really show people that, you know, whether it be on beauty, hair care or um you know, anything, whatever you see on my channel, it's always about learning something new. And you're never too old to know anything new. My mom used to always ask me and my sisters every single day from school, what did you guys learn today? Every single day. And I used to hate that. I used to be like, she know I don't want to answer this. (laughs) She know I do not want to answer this. But she instilled something in me that I didn't know what she was doing as a child that I really appreciated. Because now it's like, you know, why wouldn't you want to learn something new every day? Like, you don't even know how long you got on this earth. So for real, for real, you know, how would that hurt to know something new? How? That's bettering you every single day by learning something so small every single day. That's so minor. And that's something that could benefit you because you never know what information you're going to learn today that can help somebody tomorrow. My mom always told me and my sisters, be a blessing to bless somebody else. It's always a blessing to bless somebody else. That's right. That's right. Right. Um, I guess you can put um, beauty influencer slash reverend. (laughs) Slash That's crazy speaker. that you say that because my dad, he was a deacon. <laughs> oh, wow. So it's in, you, it's in the blood. It's, it's, it's in the blood. That is funny. And I didn't even know that. But that's Not a lot of people know that. <laughs> oh, but yeah, I could hear it in your, you know, just the passion mm-hmm. and the vigor that you have. So, what do you like to be called? Or do you have a nickname or like what 
So you say you want to be a household. Yeah, name, yeah, a household a name. name. Yeah, I. This is the so rule. So what do you want people to call? I you? like to go on mm-hmm. this rule, and I feel you know the longer I'm on YouTube, the more dominant people will be able to understand this. So if you've never met me in person, I want you to call me what you know me on the internet as, which is Jazzy JT. But if I ever, which I plan on having meet and greets, and you meet me, we are on a personable base. Call me by my name. My name is Jasmine. Okay. <laughs> Like, you done met me before because I don't like how people get these um, subscribers behind them or they get this following behind them and then they forget who they are. Like, I am still a human being. Like, I still bleed blood and I want you to know I still have feelings too. And just because I have gained a following behind me doesn't mean I'm too big to be called, you know, what my mama gave me. (laughs) Right. Okay. Got it. So I like people to call me Jazzy J and it's crazy because uh, the Jazzy JT thing came about because when I was in college, my friends used to call me Jazzy. They used to be like, Jazzy, Jazzy, Jazzy. And in my family, starting from birth, they called me J. My dad's name is J. He spells it J-A-Y and I look identical to my dad. So it was just right to call me J with an E. -E. J-A-E. You know how black people do. Okay. (laughs) Right. Right, right. <laughs> so I was like, you know what? I was thinking of what my YouTube channel name was going to be. And I was like, hey, let me just do something quick because I wasn't really sure if this was going to work because I had started the channel a year prior and I never did anything okay. with it. And it was just under mm. certain circumstances that it didn't pan out and for the better. Like it was a really good reason that it didn't follow through and it didn't go right. And so I learned things that I did differently for my new channel. But in the midst of things, I was like, you know, I know I'm going to need a new email address. I know I'm going to need a new Instagram, Twitter, all that stuff, a new identity. So I was like, what could I just name myself really quick, you know? And I was like, well, Jazzy and Jay. So there's that. And then the T stands for my last name. So, and I feel like that's perfect because the way it's on YouTube, it's Jazzy J. But if you go to follow me on like my social media account, it's like Jazzy JT. So it's like first and last name. Okay. Mm -hmm. Okay. Um, Oh, I did have another question. How um, do your subscribers or people who follow you, um, how do they react when they meet you in person or run into you you want to know it's so crazy no one has ever ran into me in person because i'd be on the move which is so crazy Mm, like i'm never in one spot for too long it's so crazy i'm always everywhere okay so and if people were to come and see me that's why i'm like you know I want you guys to be able to feel like you could come up to me because I am no celebrity, okay? Like, you could definitely come up and address me. We could take pictures. We could smile. We could do whatever you want to do, girl. <laughs> like, it is not that deep. I am not funny acting. <laughs> but if I'm okay. on the move, Good. I just want people to understand, like, you know, if I got to go, I got to go. Like, I can't, I don't want to miss no more flights because I done missed enough flights for my life. <laughs> that song that is cool that is yeah i try to be down Um, to earth you know that's what my parents just try to instill into me it's just stay humble just stay humble and it does it it does um resonate like i said i've i've just recently ran across your page Mm -hmm. on twitter and you it does give that um that feel yeah you know what i mean Mm -hmm. it comes off you do have that feel. That's why, you know, they say you're so, supposed to let your actions speak louder than your words, you know? That's true. 
So before we wrap up, I want you to tell me about this jewelry. I see you've been having a giveaway or something. Tell me about this Yes, yes. So really quickly, this is going to be a really quick story time. I want to let you guys know about how the jewelry line came about and introduce you guys into my jewelry collection. So I have a jewelry collection called the Jeweled Experience. That's the T-H-E, Jeweled, J-E-W-E-L-E-D, Experience, E-X-P-E-R-I-E-N-C-E, dot com that's my own jury collection and it came about because while I was in college my first year of college my parents have always kept me busy and when I say busy I mean in sports as well as a job honey is if sports wasn't enough honey they made sure I always had a job so before I went to college I had two jobs and then once I got home from my first summer of college I immediately got a job at a jury store a top-notch jury store and I learned the insides and outs of this jewelry. I was making mm. top dollar in commission. And I only worked on the weekends because it was such a luxurious jewelry store that um, it was they didn't hire young people to work. So it, I was working with okay. nothing but women in their 50s and up. And so when we would work, we would only work one person at a time. So it wasn't like, you know, they needed me to be there with them. So they only wanted me to work weekends. And I understood that they were using me because I was young and I could stay up, you know, long and I would still have that energy to sell. And that was fine. But I was able to learn a lot about the business during that time. And so basically what I learned is taking everything, how they source the jury, just the management skills that I learned from there. I worked there for four years. I worked there four years. And the reason okay. why I decided to start my own jury line was because I felt like I was investing so much into this company and they weren't giving me the things that I was asking for, which a raise was one of them. And I felt like because I had been there, because I had brought in more than half of their yearly annually goals that they should have been able to give me not only just a raise, but some type of managerial position. You know, I was only a key holder, which wasn't much. And, you know, I just felt like they mm -hmm. should have given me more than just that. And so when they didn't give me more in commission, you know, I wanted a higher percentage in commission. They wouldn't give me that either. So I just decided, you know, maybe this is the time for me to go ahead and take a step out on faith and to, you know, do my own thing. And I also seen the fact that they were marketing their prices of their jewelry up. They were skyrocketing it. And I felt like that was a little you know, uncool. I just felt like, you know, they could, cause they, I seen customers come in and just, you know, idolize over the jewelry and the pieces and, you know, say, Oh, only if I had the money or I wish I could afford this. And I wanted everyone to experience that. I just felt like, you know, why can't people who, who don't have millions of dollars still ex experience this type of luxury. Mm -hmm. And so that's why the okay. experience part is attached to the jeweled experience. So Everything God. that we offer has some type of glitz or glam on it, some type of pearl because it's going to be jeweled and it's at an affordable price because I don't want to be robbing people hand over fist for some pieces that makes women feel beautiful, you know? So that's what it's all about. It's all about helping women empowerment. That's what this whole brand is, whether it be from the jewelry line or to the YouTube channel. It's all about how can we move forward and better ourselves and become a different type of woman that society don't really see often, you know, or as much as we used to. Got it. Mm -hmm. So we also do giveaways often. I try to do a giveaway at least once a month. I want to give back to everyone because I do appreciate the support that comes from my YouTube channel, but as well as the support from the jury experience, because again, not everyone has $25 or even $40 to, you know, get a piece of jewelry, especially during times like these. So if we can help out any right. way we can, we try to.
Um, and let me ask, so what have you learned or during this pandemic? Um, what are your thoughts or what have you learned or what would you like to share with someone listening? You know? um, well, from a business standpoint, because I am a business owner, I can say that the okay. pandemic, what we're getting reported on in America has not been the entire case. And only how I can say that is because I work closely with international companies. And so I've been able to see okay. how this pandemic has been affecting us since November of 2019. But it's only come to the States, you know, 2020, February, really. So okay. whereas now we're right. still experiencing the aftermath of the pandemic, you know, in China and in the London and the UK, they're still operating business perfectly fine. Things are still going the way that they should in Italy. You know, my wholesalers are still operating, whereas there was a dead point and a dead period. But that dead point and that dead period was around Christmas time. So that was where we were really okay. affected. So that would be the biggest thing I've learned over this whole thing is to try to if you're a business owner, try to see if you can get some type of aid, some type of help, because the states and the government are providing it for smaller businesses. But I also understand that, you know, we are kind of ahead of the states right now. And my recommendations and my advice for people who are just living on a day to day basis during this would be try to make sure you go outside and get some fresh air. That is the number one thing. Now, after you do get fresh air, I also want to encourage just try to do some uh, deer time, which is drop everything and read. I like to do my deer in the morning, 30 minutes before I get on social media. And that really does help. And a great, a great, great, great recommendation I could give for the listeners is try going to the dollar store and getting a book from there. I know people are going to think the dollar store, the dollar store. That's exactly why. Because they're a dollar. You can find something. If you're not all that interested, hey, it was a dollar. But for the most part, the books there okay. are really, really good. And I'm reading a novel right now from the dollar store. And I'm loving it. After the the deer drop everything and read my last tip and my last advice would be to make sure you're eating good quality foods that can provide some nutrients so I say this because if you're not taking your dietary supplements which most Americans don't I'm not judging you if you don't you know I'm just right. throwing the facts out there if you're mm -hmm. not taking a dietary supplement you're not getting all the nutrients you need and so if you're eating nothing but fast food or takeout food because a lot of restaurants are still closed, then you're still not getting those nutrients and those supplements, those vitamins that you need. So trying to eat a lot of foods that you have to cut up and you have to cook at home. I know a lot of people don't want to do it, but it's worth it. Try cooking some of those meals that we don't eat a lot of, like, you know, uh, something that has a lot of beans in it, some okra. Okra is really good for you. Make sure you're keeping up with your vitamin mm -hmm. C, your uh, orange juice, things like that. So that would be my last recommendation. Mm, those, are, mm -hmm. those are some good recommendations. Um, I do have one question because I'm a big proponent and supporter of water. So, and being a beauty influencer or whatnot, how much water do you drink on? That's a, a good question. Or? So, I am no angel. I am no angel. And I have kept it honest with my audience <laughs> because that's all I know how to be. Okay. Water is not my best friend. And you would okay. think it would be the other way around because, okay. you know, I've been an athlete my whole life. Now, that doesn't mean that I don't drink it. Mm -hmm. Okay. If I had a choice, I would choose okay. other anything besides water okay okay 
I don't really you like don't really water like, like that. Water but like if that. I okay. had to drink water, okay. which we do have to drink water, I try to get creative with it. Mm -hmm. So I try to get those vitamin packs, you know, those vitamin C, those emergency C packs. And what I do is I'll like make a picture okay. like I do Kool-Aid and I might put a little bit of sugar up in there. I ain't going to lie. I might put a little bit of sugar up in there <laughs> and I'll keep it in my refrigerator and I'll drink that. And then I also make tea. So I'll make mm -hmm. a big old batch of tea and I'll fill it like seven to eight containers, like glass containers up. So this way, when I'm thirsty, I have options. I can choose water, tea, or I can choose juice, which is the emergency. And most of the times I'm choosing tea or the juice. But sometimes like in the morning when I wake up or right before I go to bed, I have to drink water. So just H2O water, but for the okay. most part, and I only say that because the water that I drink is filtered, but I prefer if I was like out running about, running to go get things, I would drink Fiji water because Fiji water has those vitamins that we need. And it also, um, you know, keeps our pH balanced. So that's something else that a lot of people don't talk about is the importance of your pH health. Mm -hmm. yeah, correct. Correct. The alkaline mm -hmm. is really important. What's your favorite type that of water? Very important. Uh, um, I was a real big mm -hmm. uh, Fiji person. Um, um, then recently, maybe last year, or so they started. My friends kind of started mm -hmm. try the essential. I do like Essentia, and I, I truthfully, I really like Deer Park. Mm -hmm. Some people say they don't like Deer Park, but um, I like Deer Park because of the sheer, just the sheer volume, like the 1.5 liter. Um, I like that because it's just mm -hmm. a lot of water that you can drink. Now, I've heard about the essential the water. My mom, um, she's big on the essential and the mountain one, and the ice, the glacier, you know which one I'm talking about? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's mm -hmm. like, yeah. kind of like a genie bottle. Yeah, yeah she's big on those too, and like I guess that. they have good benefits. But you know, I've been a Fiji supporter my whole life, so when it ain't broke, you don't fix it. <laughs> right, right. Um, Jazzy, I want to say thank you so much. Um, thank you I for having me on. Your, your candor, your energy, your passion. <clears throat> um, you have literally made your passion, your paycheck. Um, you're a social genius. Um, on my last podcast with my special guest, Torrance Hampton, he talks about mm -hmm. discovering your genius where work and play are one. Mm -hmm. So it doesn't feel like you're working because it doesn't sound It feels like, like I do work. You know, mm -hmm. This is a job. Right, right. Um, <clears throat> and I just want to say thank you so much. Um, I can't wait for the audience to hear your story, to listen to everything that you've had to share. Um, I know great well, things Well, thank you. I appreciate that. You. And I appreciate you for having me on. I hope the audience enjoyed, you know, my story. And, you know, if anyone wants to reach out to me, my DMs are always open. You know, I love telling people, hey, I might not be able to give you the direct answer that you're looking for, but I will lead you into the direction mm -hmm. that you should be to search for your answer. So if you guys have anything that you want to reach out to me about, like I said, my DMs are always open and I'll try to help as best as I can. Always. And tell the audience exactly. Yes, how you can uh, follow me on all social media platforms, whether that's Snapchat, Instagram, Twitter, YouTube, of course, at Jazzy JT, which is spelled J-A-Z-Z-I-E-J-A-E-T.
And that's pretty much it. There y'all have it, man. You are welcome. I will chat it up with you later. Thanks again.